Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Film Optics, brought to you by the Drive-In Podcast Network, where we discuss film, TV, and everything pop culture-related. I am your host, Christian, and I'm joined by my co-host, Devin. How are you doing today, man? This was a rough work week. Yes, it was. Oh, my God. Amen it's over. <laughs> it's finally over. Seriously, though, man, it is insane. And we are also joined by one of our guests, Jack. How are you doing today, man? I'm doing well, man. Thanks for having me, guys. I, I'm really excited. Oh, dude, it's literally we've just been, you know, we're, we've been thinking about, you know, bringing more people onto the podcast and just ha- having a good time, you know, spreading the good uh, nerd word. But before we begin, we'll be back right after this. this <laughs> And we are back again. This is the Film Optics Podcast brought to you by the Drive In Podcast Network. And you can listen to our podcast on platforms around the internet and make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Film Optics. That is Optics with an X for all of our latest announcements. So, gentlemen, well, actually, before we, you know, start today, wanted to give Jack the spotlight a little bit. So tell the listeners, uh, you know, who you are, uh, what you do, just a little bit about yourself. Uh, yeah, I mean, thank you. Uh, my name is Jack. I run the YouTube channel Fnatic Films, do movie reviews, movie content, geeky content, um, and run a blog called Fnatic Film Review, which does movie reviews as well. And yeah, just uh, just graduated from Arizona State uh, with a degree in sports journalism from the Cronkite School of Journalism and am currently unemployed looking for a job. So that is me. That's what I do. And uh, again, thank you guys for having me. Oh, dude, it's, it's our pleasure. That, that That's quite the resume, Devin. Can, can, can A- you... ASU, sounds fun. <laughs> it, was, it, 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 it was a good time. Not not the partying. I didn't do any of the partying, but the school, the school was fun. <laughs> that's what's most important. That's where we go to school. Everybody, that's why we go to school. So <laughs> that is why. To get to get that the most expensive paper you'll ever buy in your entire life. So there's always that to look forward to. But yeah, man, that, that is quite the resume. You know, like I said before, we're, ha- we're happy to have you on. And uh, let's just, I guess, let's uh, dive into uh, the news of the week. Of course, we always start with our news of the week for anyone who is new listening to our podcast. And then we will dive in into our WandaVision Episode 7 review. We don't want to give you the good stuff just yet. You, you got to wait for it. It's, it's kind of like the, uh, like the news of the week is like the opening of like, you know, uh, a show, you know, you have your openers and then you get into the good stuff. You got, you got kind of like one division. They're not, they're not giving us all the answers right away. <laughs> we got to earn it. Yeah. <laughs> with, with time and patience, when it's a lot, which a lot of people do not have, uh, nowadays, but, uh, let's start off today's topics of uh, today. So we have, we, we have a lot of new trailers. Actually, we got three this week. Technically we got four with, um, I believe it was um, Invincible um, as well. I think yeah, that, that one, today. yeah, that one dropped as well. But I guess we'll start off with the the biggest trailer of the week um, that dropped on Valentine's Day. Um, Zack Snyder's Justice League. I uh, wanted to kind of go around the pod and get your guys' uh, thoughts about it. I'm, I'm assuming that you guys watched it. I know Devin's not the biggest Zack Snyder fan, and to be honest, neither am I. But uh, I actually wanted to give the floor to Zack. Uh, uh, what did you think of the trailer? Are you hyped? I mean, it looks it looks good. I mean, the, the original Justice League is is okay. I don't have the the biggest problems with it like other people do, but hearing all of this the background noise and stuff about what happened behind the scenes, I was like, okay, I I kind of see where where the difficulty comes from. But I mean, I think it looks I think it looks all right. I'm excited to see what you know what Joss added. Like, see the comparisons between what Joss had done and what Zach had done in his original um, his original thoughts and you know, to see some more of that character, some more of the characters that we didn't see like Martian Manhunter and see some more of those character moments that I think we're going to get. Because I think in the original version, they cut a lot of the character moments to add jokes and action and stuff like that. So I'm very intrigued. Four hours. That, that's 
that's, Sweet Jesus. That's what I'm is, worried about. Is <laughs> yeah, a long time. Yeah, so we'll see. I mean, I, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic. So okay, all right. That's, that's a good way to look at it because there's some people that are just like, no matter what, they're gonna love this movie. Devin, no, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Devin, Devin's a big BBS fan. For all you listeners out there, well, the listeners. I think I think you're the biggest BBS fan. Uh, I don't know about that one, good sir. I do not know about that one at all. I just, I mean, everyone knows about the theatrical cut of that movie. It's just, it, it just let me down. I was so hyped. I was so ready. And I mean, yeah, the um, the ultimate edition does make it like better, but. I mean, the Zack Snyder's Justice League, it's just, I, I really wish it was episodic <laughs> because four hours is a really long time. And I mean, of course, we're going to be covering it right here on the pod, but like March is already stacked enough. And I think it was, it's honestly a terrible placement, but it's literally the day before the Falcon and Winter Soldier premieres on Disney Plus. So I just, uh, that's not, that doesn't sit, sit well with me. It comes out on the Thursday. HBO Max usually does their Thursday releases. But, I mean, the trailer looks interesting. I do want to see the differences, uh, like Jack said. Um, I am intrigued on that front. It's just, if it ain't Lord of the Rings, usually I'm not sitting there for four hours. <laughs> but I will I will sit there for four hours for Lord of the Rings, like the extended edition. But I even then, I had to break it up into, like, two and two hours and go from there. But let's move on to our next trailer here. We have the Cruella trailer with emma stone starring emma stone did you guys be uh get a chance to check this one out i did it was interesting i don't really know what to think about it because it feels unnecessary then again most of disney's live action type remakes do feel unnecessary (laughs) fair enough jack well what about you what are your first thoughts about this uh this grand trailer (laughs) I mean, I tend to be in the same boat. I'm not really sure why. You know, that's kind of the, the question that I have is just like, why yeah. are we doing this? And what are we doing with this? Um, I, I mean, I, I love Emma Stone. I think she's great. And I mean, that's probably the best part of the trailer is seeing her rendition of the character. But again, it just leaves me with the question like, why? What's the point? Yeah. Um, that's That's kind of what I'm thinking. I mean, I'll watch it, but... I don't know how much I'm going to enjoy it. Okay, fair enough. I am the Amazon Joker. We live in a society. <laughs> we didn't mention that in the trailer. I, do Devin did not like do we, do we think he's, he's self-aware enough to, to put that in there unironically, or, or is it? What if Cruella said it? Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, that that line is so like deep into like the memedom that it's just. But he said it was such a straight face. <laughs> a lot of people did not like that at all. I mean, like I was like, okay, whatever. I'll. T- <laughs> I don't really care for Jared Leto all that much myself, but I'm just gonna let him do him. And I mean, at least he has the damage, uh, you know, thing removed from his forehead. So I guess that's. Yeah, That's we like, trade we trade that in for we live in society. <laughs> that is very true. Uh, but moving on to our next trailer here, we have the Mortal Kombat trailer that dropped. I think it was yesterday. Um, a lot of heads kind of got turned by this. This one surprised some people. Yeah, no, it it really did. Uh, I wanted to get your guys' thoughts about this first, uh, Jack. What, what did you think? Yeah, so I I, I you know honestly didn't really know a lot about Mortal Kombat, never played the games, never saw anything about it. So I knew the basic premise of, of kind of what, what was going on. And I mean, yeah, color me as one of those people that was surprised. I mean, I, I had a feeling it was going to be okay. I knew that the older um, renditions of the films don't have the best track record in the world. Um, but I mean, color me surprised. I think it looked really good. I think the action looks great. I think the story is being set up, um, really well in just like a two minute trailer. And I don't know. I mean, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm sold yet, but I'm I'm definitely going to be there day one watching on HBO max. Yeah. I'm in the same boat as you just not having too much knowledge on the, the universe as a whole, but knowing just enough and that trailer just kind of sold me on putting the world together with all these interesting characters and, and 
blood icicle daggers. <laughs> that was just an amazing scene. Yeah. Well, well, Devin, you, you know Seth's gonna have like a field day with this, like one hundred percent. For the listeners who don't know, uh, Seth is one of our really good friends from high school, and he like lives and breathes Mortal Kombat. Literally, the only one out of our friend group who actively plays traditional side scroller fighting games, but is like really, really good at Smash. But like Smash Brothers is like the only side scroller fighter I'll ever really touch. But yeah, Seth is between Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat, uh, Killer Instinct, and so on and so forth. He just loves his stuff, especially Mortal Kombat. So I know he's probably jumping with joy right now. But uh, yeah, I'm 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 excited for it. I didn't really know what to expect because we didn't really hear a lot from this um, from this trailer or from this movie until now, and this comes out in April. So we we're I mean HBO's pumping out the content man that's that's all i gotta say <laughs> that's all i gotta they say they got a good movie with uh judas and the black messiah okay. well on it okay for a february release that was really really good did you get a chance to see it uh jack yeah actually uh i actually got to see it at sundance i, I covered mm. some of uh some of sundance so i got to see it there and yeah i i really enjoyed it i it's not my favorite it's not my favorite of the year uh another movie i saw at sundance is my favorite of the year so far but it's it's definitely top three. I think uh, the acting's really, really well done. I think the the writing and direction are pretty good. I have a few issues, but overall, a pretty good way to start the year, I'd say. Oh yeah, I mean, on, yeah, like for a February release, that was that was like a really, really good film. Usually, I mean, God, what did we review last year? I think The Gentleman came out. I liked The Gentleman personally. Uh, Devin was like so so on it, but um, yeah, usually early like January, February movies are kind of man i mean we do get i think we get tom and jerry this month as well oh that's exciting yeah that's gonna be fun (laughs) that's gonna be a lot of fun but uh moving on here Devin, you want to take this next news story the the ryan johnson star wars trilogy is alive it's still in the works apparently very very exciting i'm i'm this is probably one of the best things i've heard this uh this week thus far but i wanted to get your guys thoughts on it um, just, I guess, quick thoughts, you know, I know there's really not much here. This comes from IGN. Um, a few other places kind of reported on it as well, but, um, actually, uh, Jack, were, were you a big, uh, last Jedi fan or were you, uh, not so crazy about it? I mean, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, in, in the middle on it, I'd say, I mean, I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't in part of any of those camps. I mean, I, I liked there were parts I really liked about it. There was parts that I was like, Oh, you could probably cut that. Um, but, but I, I don't, you know, all the discourse around Ryan Johnson, I don't really completely understand. Like because then he went and made knives out, which was one of my favorite movies of 2019. So I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic about this. I want to see what it's about, where it's set, what, what the story is. And I know we'll get that, you know, down the line when eventually these actually start to go into production, but I mean, it looks good. I mean, I'm excited about it. I'm curious as to how how this holds up because I think I saw somewhere that the next open slot for a Star Wars movie is like 2027 or something. Yeah, so yeah, it's a long way to go. Yeah, they, they say they were pumping the brakes on the movies for a while, which I I kind of agree with. You know, it's it's time to kind of step back and go into the realm of TV because honestly, that it, that was probably the best move that they could have made. I mean, yeah, there's you know, Marvel's kind of doing the hybrid uh, type thing now with the cinematic universe, with TV and uh, film and needing to watch those TV shows in order uh, for things to make sense uh, moving forward with uh, future MCU movies. Um, but I, I, I think it's, I, I think it's smart, especially for Lucasfilm going forward, especially the, you know, the situation we've been in for like the past year coming up. So, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, t- t- TV is the way to go. And I-, I think a lot of people are starting to uh, realize that. I mean, putting movies on streaming services does help. But, like, I mean, if we're going to go see Godzilla vs. Kong, you got to go see that in theaters. Like, I will, I mean, uh, I'll-, I'll probably try to go see it in theaters if I can, uh, depending on what's open around me. But yeah, I mean, I'm really excited. We don't have too much else information about this, but 
I guess moving on here, uh, Jack, Jack, do you want to take this next uh, news story and let the people know the good word? Yeah, and, and for me especially, this is good word because I love Florence Pugh to death. Um, apparently, according to the direct, she has arrived in Atlanta for MCU filming and looking like maybe Hawkeye. Uh, what, what are we what are we thinking about this, guys? Um, I mean, I love Florence Pugh. Her in the MCU, I, I can't get enough of that. I, I want that. I need that. Um, with every cell in my body, I need that. So what are you guys thinking? What are you guys thinking about this? Her as the possible Black Widow replacement is just such an exciting idea. Like, she is just so perfect for that role. Yeah. Oh, she's my sweetheart. <laughs> so that's all I care about. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not the only one. So I think she's yeah. taken by Zach Braff somehow. Uh, so you got some competition. That's 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 not gonna last. That's that's fine. That's fine. And also, a really quick shout out to uh, Leo in the um, comments down here. Leo, if you want to hop on, you, you know you you are more than welcome to, my man. I'll, I'll definitely send you an invite. Um, I literally, <laughs> Leo and Zach Pope and I had a bit of a Princess Mononoke freak out. Uh, we did a little bit of a review yesterday, but. Yeah, uh, Leo. You know, if if you want to hop on, you're you're more than welcome to. I'll uh, I'll send you a invite via Twitter um, if if you want to hop on. Uh, but yeah, Florence Pugh. Um, and by the way, um, they they need to release uh, Black Widow before Hawkeye finishes. So I think they yeah, should that just, that would be helpful. I, I think they should just buy the bullet, do the whole. Uh, <laughs> The whole uh, pr- uh, premiere uh, plus and dis- in uh, in theaters. I know Devin's against it. I'm just more of the. Person. I'm not against it. I just don't want them to rush their decision like WB did. Oh, okay. We, okay. we got time. We okay. Got time. Okay. I got you. I got you. <laughs> I got you, man. But yeah, um, <laughs> it's. I'm, I'm I'm just excited. Like I'll watch anything with Florence Pugh in it. She's supposed to be in the Hawkeye series, so that's in Black Florence Widow. Pugh and Haley Seinfeld. And and, and, and people and people want to complain one. that like we're getting a Hawkeye series. They're like, oh, he should have died. I'm like, he's gonna be like the third main character. Facts. Like people are not gonna be tuning in to watch it for Hawkeye. They're gonna be tuning in to watch it for the lovely Florence Pugh and Haley Seinfeld. So. <laughs> Hey, it is what it is, man. But uh, let's move on here. We have Marvel Studios is going to be launching a new series called Assembled on March 12th. This comes from, um, what is, oh, Murphy's Multiverse. That is just such a strange name. Very, very strange name. But um, it looks like it's a new documentary series of specials that goes behind the scenes of the shows and movies of the MCU. So I guess this is kind of like the, the Disney gallery, like what they did with the, uh, the Mandalorian and the yeah. first special for uh, assembled will be the making of WandaVision, which will be really interesting to see because um, as we know, uh, the, I guess there's, there's more VFX within WandaVision than there was for Endgame, I believe. So I thought that was pretty sweet, but what do you guys think about this? Just give me all the content, all the MCU <laughs> content. I'm going to eat it all up. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I mean I'm mean, i kind of on the same boat there. I mean, I, I hope it's not like the – I'm really hoping it's not the, like the gimmick like like a Marvel Legends where it's like a three-minute spot showing yeah, that, that how the characters got there. Um, I, I'm hoping it's not like – you know, some, sometimes they'll post those on Twitter like the – the two minute featurette. I'm hoping it's just not like to two minutes. I'm hoping it's like full length. Like we got like with the Mandalorian, um, because I'd really like to see, you know, more in-depth interviews, more, more behind the scenes because that, that stuff fascinates me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely agree with you there. Cause I would love to see how they made this show just come to life. And honestly, once WandaVision said and done, I, I definitely think it's worth a rewatch when it comes to um, just kind of binging it and seeing how it fits in as a movie. And I'm sure somebody out there will probably try to cut it all together. So that would be pretty awesome to see. But uh, we have some pretty big news that actually dropped right before we uh, started the pod here. We have a Sasha Kale. Is it Kaylee? Kale? 
Kaye Kale? I don't Kaye. She has been cast as the DCEU Supergirl and will make her debut in the Flash film, which is huge. Did uh, this, you guys see the uh, the video of of her um, being told she got the part? Yeah, that was so cool. Yeah, it was pretty sweet. It was fan fucking fantastic. I absolutely loved it. Like she was just all up in arms, and it's like it's it's such a life changing event. And not only that, she'll be the first um, Latina um, su- uh, Supergirl um, live action. So that that's that's a pretty big step there. You know, um, you know, say, say what you want about you know DC Warner Brothers when it comes to a lot of you know their twenty six sixteen seventeen slate movies, but they they have always been a huge advocate for diversity, uh, whether it be on the big screen, small screen, or even animated films. And you know it, it's 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 just an, it's it's amazing to see. Um, it it, re- it truly is. But uh, Jack, do you have any uh, anything you wanted to comment on this before we uh, move on? I'm just honestly excited for the Flash movie. I yeah. mean, he's one of my one of my favorite DC characters, and I'm just excited to see you know how they open up this uh, this universe more because you know we we got that Ezra Miller cameo in the in the Flash on the CW and. You know, there's a lot of potential there um, in general with just DC as a whole. So I'm very interested because I feel like this could be like a Doctor Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness that like opens up the universe. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're kind of fighting to see who gets to the multiverse first. Yeah, yeah. and I, I would say DC kind of already got there by like doing that cameo with uh, with Ezra Miller yeah. in the TV show. But I mean, we'll, we'll see. I, I mean, I, I think they're kind of neck and neck now with Evan Peters and WandaVision. So... Yeah. We're kind of kind of at a tie right now. Yeah, yeah, it's it's going to be pretty cool. And we actually have a little bit of breaking news here. We have Laurel Marzin has been cast as Zoe Zimmer uh, for Miss Marvel, the uh, TV series hitting Disney Plus. Literally just popped up on my screen, so I thought that was pretty cool. She uh, previously appeared in the, in the. I'm sorry. She previously appeared in Quibi's Survive. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, opposite, uh, opposite of uh, Sophie Turner. Uh, she will be she'll be playing the comic book character uh, Zoe Zimmer. Um, I'm not sure who that is when it comes to Miss Marvel. Uh, Jack, do, are you more like, we're we're kind of, we're knowledgeable about comics. It's just I don't actively read comics recently it's been a long time for me do you i have no idea who this character is oh, yeah. me neither <laughs> i have no idea i'm very I'm, I'm intrigued by this series and seeing how it connects to the universe mm-hmm. but that's kind of as far as i'll go in terms of miss marvel so far Miss marvel is such a cool character like, yeah it's, there's so much potential there hopefully she'll have you know a better time than the tv show than they did the video game she but, was the best part of the game so yeah she, she actually was the best part of the game i will say that for sure absolutely anytime i see quibi i just start busting out laughing because Devin and i did a little uh <laughs> we, we we did a little bit of a, a review coverage of it and <laughs> boy it was rough but and <laughs> I think what so was it? Ro- Someone bought them out, and I can't remember who it was. Um, but I'm, I'm just was Roku. Was it Roku? Like okay. Some of, the, some of their catalog. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I should not be laughing right now. But it is. It's it's funny. Oh there. man. Oh man. All right. Take them out back. Yeah. So there we go. Some uh, some breaking news, like right there in the pot for you guys. Congratulations. <laughs> I can use that for so many things. I absolutely love it. Um, so let's uh, move on here. Devin, you want to take this next bit of news? I wasn't entirely sure if this was, like, worthy, but I kind of just threw it in there. If like Classic know. Bro Bible. Yeah. Source here. Yeah. Bro uh, Bible is telling us that uh, HBO Max's Constantine will tie into J.J. Abrams' Justice League Dark series. And it will not be Keanu Reeves. They are recasting Constantine. <sighs> Sadly. Yeah. I wonder who it's going to be. I mean, I actually hope they get a British person for this because, I mean, that is of his backstory. And um, there's not many Americans who can do a really, really good, like, British accent out there unless their name is Emma Stone, of course. 
But yeah, um, I'm kind of excited for this. I thought it was interesting. I thought I'd throw it in there. Uh, Jack, do you have any thoughts about this? Yeah, I mean, I think that I think that sounds cool. I mean, it's it's more, you know, expanding different types of universes. I'm all for expanding universes, and I'm going to keep saying that. I love I love the expansion of universes <laughs> in, in the comics and stuff. Yeah. Um, I mean, I like I liked the character of Constantine whenever he showed up in like the Arrowverse and stuff like that. Um, so I'm intrigued. I think it'll be it'll be cool. Okay. Yeah. Definitely. Um, yeah. Um, unfortunately, there's not too much information about this. It's yet to be officially confirmed which DC characters will factor into uh, Justice League Dark Series. Uh, but Constantine was part of the team, so I think they're going to have um, other heroes like Swamp Thing and uh, Madame Zandu and Dead Man and Dr. Miss, uh, among others. But yeah, uh, Bro Bible always coming in hot. They actually have their own podcast, uh, the Post Credit Podcast, and actually one of my uh, newer podcasts I've been listening to. So they're, they're they're pretty good over there. I like them a lot. So shout out to them, absolutely. So let's move on to this next huge piece of news. Actually, we have Donald Glover leaves uh, FX for a multi-year contract with Amazon. This man is putting in work literally everywhere he goes. I think he's going to be signing on uh, for Mr. and Mrs. Smith, the reboot with uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Oh, yeah. So that's going to be really interesting. And that's a duo I want to see on screen right there. It's It's been a while since we saw Donald Glover on, on screen. Oh, he's been doing Atlanta. I think they're doing the next two seasons. They're filming yeah, Atlanta's staying on FX. Yeah. Yeah, I, I yeah I think they're uh, filming those back to back actually, so that would be pretty cool. But I don't know. Uh, any other comments, questions, concerns about this? Anyone? No. Wherever this man goes, <laughs> I will follow. That's all I have to say. Yeah, I see Jack. He is the Messiah. <laughs> he literally is, man. Like uh, any project that he's attached to, I'm just like in, like immediately just interested in it. I mean, he, he knows how to pick them. And, hey, so does Pedro Pascal. So that's all I got to say. And Bella Ramsey. Shout out to her. But <laughs> all right, uh, Jack, you want to take this next bit of news? And then we'll kind of wrap up here in a little bit. Yeah, so Jesse Plemons, who's, you know, been, he's, he's been in a few few pretty good movies uh, oh, yeah. in the last year or so. Uh, he has been cast in Martin Scorsese's next movie, Killers of the Flower Moon. He is going to lead the cast apparently he's taking over the role that leo originally had um and and uh, leo is moving into a different secondary role as i think like the nephew of robert de niro's character um so jesse Plemons is going to be playing the lead i guess fbi agent that's investigating de niro's character um and uh, this is very this this is this is very interesting to me. I, I read this news. Uh, I think it came out a day or so ago, and I'm very intrigued. I, I'm I, safe to say I, I am very intrigued. What, what do you guys think about this news? Well, we've been Jesse Plemons fans since you know, like Breaking Mike. <laughs> like, since, like Mike, since like Mike. There, but that, that screenshot was pretty funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. That that was. I was like, that's he was in like Mike. I was like, I've I've been a fan since day one, man. I mean, Jesse Plemons, he, he knows how to kill it. I mean, we we saw him recently in uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. He was in, um, oh my gosh, what else was he in? Was he in? Um, Nope, that was Matt Damon. Never mind. He was in Game Night. Game Night. Um, of course, Blake Breaking Bad um, as well. He, he, the dude's all over. He was also in I'm Thinking of Ending Things on Netflix. I'm not sure if anyone yep. caught that. Um, yeah, I saw that one. Yeah, it was. It's an acquired taste. I liked some parts of it for sure. But um, yeah, it was very interesting. But Jesse Plemons, you know, so to, he knows how to pick him for sure. And I mean, everyone loves Marty Scorsese. Um, there's been a bit of a Marty discourse going on this week. Did you guys hear about that? Um, he was saying how cinema, the cinema is like essentially, oh, I don't want to like, you know, misquote him. I think Devin had showed it to me earlier this week. It was something about him thinking that. Uh, he, that he just talks a little, a little too much sometimes. Just a little <laughs> too much. Like, we get it, Marty. Yeah, it's it's kind of like the way that cinema is going, it's not the same. And the word content means something different now than 
back when I can't really say back when Marty's prime because he still pumps out really good movies. But yeah, it, it, differences of opinion there for sure. But it, it, I mean, it is what it is. You know, pe- people people are going to consume media no matter what. And you know, I know that I'm not the biggest Zack Snyder fan, but like I still think it's awesome that people are getting a four hour film that they can watch at home at their own leisure and just. You know, this thing has been in the works for like four to five years. So. But don't you dare call it content. It is not content. <laughs> Martin will strike you down. Yeah, he's, you know, it, and he's entitled to his own opinion. You know, everyone got on him because, what was it? He was saying with the Marvel movies that they're more of a, um, uh, they're like theme park rides. And I'm like, I had to think about it for a bit. And I was like, well, I guess that makes sense. But, I don't agree with everything he says, but that doesn't mean that, you know, he, he he's seen it all. He, he's been to the moon and back. So uh, it's just, it, it's literally just the way, the way we are consuming media now today, it's just so different and it's never going to be the same. I mean, so like even with like weekly or binging shows, I know Devin usually leans more on the binging side you know, get it all wanted, done, consume it's that. It's been movie. painful. WandaVision has been painful having to wait every week. Okay, think about it. We would have been done with WandaVision like weeks ago. What else would we have been covering here on the pod or just talking I, about I, it? I understand the merits of it, but it's still painful. Hey, all I got to say is everyone out there is complaining about WandaVision saying it's too f- slow or the same people who sat in front of their TV week to week and watched Game of Thrones all the way through. That's all I have to say. But, Jack, what where do you uh, kind of land on with the whole binging versus week to week? What, which way do you usually like to consume your media? I, think, I mean, I think it kind of depends. I mean, I, I, I've been trying to catch up on a lot of older TV series, so I, I've, I've been doing the binge, obviously, but... You know, with something like WandaVision, it really, I don't think it's necessarily the week by week aspect that like personally makes me, me angry about it. I actually kind of like that because it's like, it's like what you said about how, you know, if it had all come out in one week, well, okay, what have we done for the last six weeks? We wouldn't have anything to cover, anything to talk about because we talk about it all up front. Um, the, the thing that I don't like completely about it is the way that they, leave us on cliffhangers every episode. So like <laughs> episode five, like, like the, the cliffhanger at episode five with Evan Peters, fantastic. It, it was, it was brilliant. But then like episode six, it was like, okay, well we had this 30 minute episode and we didn't really do anything. We had a few conversations and Wanda got pissed and that was kind of it. And that was the part that kind of frustrated me about episode six is that all we did was we added more questions to the already big pile of questions we had, and we didn't have any answers. Mm -hmm. And with a show that's only nine Mm -hmm. episodes and six of the nine are like 30 minutes long with like an hour and a half of credits, you can't do that, you know, without people, without people getting mad. Mm -hmm. Um, the only the only episode I've had an issue with is episode six. The rest of the episodes I've actually I really haven't mind I haven't minded, and I do like the week to week. You know, it's like an event at one a.m. every Friday morning. All you well, all you three three a.m. one a.m. warriors out there, everyone's like, oh my gosh, Disney Plus crashed, and people got mad that the server crashed. And I was like, okay, this isn't anything with like oh Disney should have thought ahead. This is just how technology works. Like, literally, if you're trying to buy a PlayStation 5 or an Xbox Series, Xbox Series X, nine times out of ten, yes, the scalpers are going to beat you. But, like, there's so much traffic flowing in to that website at once. There's no way that it's going to be able to keep up with everyone's, you know, everyone's trying to tune in and watch it. Everyone's trying to tune in and watch the new WandaVision. I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be the same way with uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier and Loki and so on and so forth. But yeah, um, I, I am more so with the week to week. I I just like it because it gives me the opportunity. It feels less like a chore, which is weird because it's, it sounds kind of counter, you know, productive. Cause it's like, well, you know, chores are rep like, or, you know, you have repetition, you do it every single week, whatever, whatever. But that's just, how I like to consume it because it gives me the option to kind of 
explore other things. I don't have to like feel like, okay, well, I had to sit down this entire weekend or like majority of my day on Saturday and watch this entire episode. I'm not going to lie. When I watched um, Stranger Things season three on the 4th of July, because I, uh, I think when it came out two years ago, like I didn't really have any plans to do anything, but like I was so drained like after watching everything and it's like, yeah, I got to watch all of it in one day, but like I was just so drained, so exhausted. Just, I was pooped. I didn't want to do anything else. I was like, well, I really don't know what else to do with the rest of my day. I don't know what else to watch. So I guess that's, you know, we get to build that community, you know, spirit when it comes to, you know, the week to week discourse on Twitter and whatnot. So that's, that's always a good thing, but Let's move on to our last bit of news here. Before we get into our WandaVision Episode 7 review, uh, we have Daniel Kaluuya and Kiki Palmer uh, will be expected to join Jordan Peele's next horror film. This does come from Collider. Uh, this Devin and I are huge you know, Jordan, Jordan Peele fans, and I, I finally saw Us. Um, it was like, I think, last year or something like that. I bought it during Black Friday, and I was like, I guess I'll watch it now in broad daylight. I'm, I'm, I'm not the biggest horror fan out there. De- Devin will definitely tell you. But I, I've, been, I've been better about it lately. But, <laughs> but uh, do you guys have I'm any... Definitely, uh, I'm definitely the horror guy here. Yeah. He, he, I love, him I love so. everything horror. <laughs> Him more so, because still, I just, like, I, but I love, like, thrillers and, like, suspense. Like, well, I think that's what, that's more of what Jordan Peele does is a thriller and suspense. And I think that's why I'm able to watch his movies over, like, I still haven't seen It Chapter 2, and I'm like, I probably just won't, but, yeah, things like that. But, like, see, I love Midsummer. I don't know what it is. I love that movie. Probably well, because it's Florence Pugh. Oh, of course. <laughs> but uh, do you guys have any uh, thoughts, uh, comments, concerns about this so far? I don't well, know. Well, it's, it's interesting because the role was originally Jesse Plemons, um, the lead role in this film. He dropped out of it in order to pick up the Martin Scorsese film that we mentioned earlier. So yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Jack, you got any thoughts about this? Are you, are you hyped? Are you whelmed? <laughs> I'm intrigued. I mean, uh, Daniel Kaluuya, I'll, I'll kind of follow him wherever he goes. And, you know, Jordan Peele as a director so far has a pretty dang good track record. And Kiki Palmer is an interesting cast casting. I haven't seen her in anything in a long time. At least I can remember. Um, but I'm intrigued. Yeah. I'm not a big horror guy either, but I'll watch it. I, I think it looks interesting. I think, yeah. you know, I'll follow Kaluuya to the end of the earth. <laughs> yeah. I seriously, him, him and Lakeith Stanfield, I really will. Like, even though I didn't like uh, Uncut Gems, I did like Lakeith Stanfield in, in that, and Kevin Garnett. But Adam Sandler, it's it's time to move on. Roll of his lifetime. <laughs> It's 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 time to move on. I I oh man. Anyway, we we, we won't get into that. So that pretty much can, uh, covers all of our news stories of the week here, and we're about to uh, just hop on in into our WandaVision season one episode seven uh, review titled "Breaking the Fourth Wall." So let's just jump right in. You gotta, you gotta play the Agatha song. That's that's the new banger. See, I was trying to find it online, and I didn't have time because I was working at the time. And I'm like, well, I just, I, I probably could have found it if I dug deep enough because it took me a second to find this on YouTube. I had to like rip it and then edit it out and take that small little piece out from. I think that's from like the very first episode, but it's just so, you know, it's quick, it's snappy, it, it's it, it gets you in the mood. So. We're going to be talking about WandaVision Episode 7, Breaking the Fourth Wall, as I just said, like two minutes ago. And, of course, this is going to be all spoilers. So you have been warned. 100% we're just going to dive straight in. So um, I'm, I'm assuming both of you guys have watched it. Other, otherwise, you wouldn't be here. And Jack's going to be like, wait, what? <laughs> He's like, I thought we were doing a pre I'll see you guys later. I got to hop out now. <laughs> But yes, yeah, so let's just get into it. Um, Agatha. Agatha. 
It's been Agatha. it was Agatha all along. <laughs> Agnes. Agnes. Man. Agatha Harkness. Agnes. <laughs> that was I mean, a, we, all, we all knew this was coming. Yeah. Yeah, we, we really did. And I'm I'm tired of the, the whole Mephisto stuff going on. I, he I don't could still think... be there. He could still be there. That, that that is that is true. I mean it's just I've heard so many it's like, oh, is this Mephisto? Is this Mephisto? And it's like but there's there's so many things, so many questions. Like Jacket said, you know, WandaVision leaves us with all these questions, like week to week. We answer, you know, we get some answers. But I think that's what makes it such a great show is that like you literally cannot just wait until next week. It kind of reminds me of Game of Thrones, where it's like you know the hype was there. Everyone was talking about Game of Thrones. You know, there was these huge, huge cliffhangers essentially almost every single episode, and it's like. I, you know, we, we finally get this un, un, um, reveal in uh, Wanda, uh, WandaVision episode seven. And it's like, we all thought that it was Mephisto or somebody else or even Dottie, who we only saw for a hot second in this episode. I need to go back and rewatch this because I rewatched last week's. And I do feel like these are, these definitely warrant rewatches. Just to, you know, because I feel like there's a lot of things you might miss. But I wanted to get your guys' first initial thoughts of this week. Did you like it? Did you hate it? I guess we'll start with the 1 a.m. Weekend Warrior over here. <laughs> Jack, what he were you? Before, before either of us. <laughs> he saw it before the rest of the world. <laughs> he had more time to think on it. <laughs> yeah. it was, the, 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 the first thing, it was better. And then that, that was the thing. I, I gave episode six not the friendliest review. I think it was just more out of frustration than anything. And I, I kind of already touched on it earlier. This was better. Um, I liked, you know, I wasn't the biggest fan of how they dealt with the sitcom stuff. This episode besides visions interviews, those were <laughs> the best thing I've seen in this entire series so far. Like I loved that. It was hilarious. Um, but I mean, this show, the, the thing about this show is it, it's the last five to 10 minutes, usually every episode that counts, mm. you know, you, you get a lot of, you know, just kind of uh, sitcom antics, people doing things. And then the last, like you're waiting for the last like 10 minutes to see, okay, well, what's going to happen. And this, it, it was a great way to tee up Agatha because like, like you had said, we all kind of already knew that this was going to happen or we had been hinted at that. That was who she actually was. Um, but the way they pulled it off, I actually, I, I kind of enjoyed it. I mean, I, the theme song is really cheesy, but I, I kind of thought it was funny. And, um, you know, getting a behind the scenes look at what she had been doing since the beginning, I mean, I kind of dug. And, I mean, Catherine Hahn is, is fantastic. So I'm very, I'm very interested to see her go up against uh, Wanda and all the other 75 characters that are supposed to show up by the finale. Um Luke Skywalker is going to show up. Apparently. Yeah, apparently. And so Skywalker, is... Darth Vader, the whole crew. <laughs> yeah, but but it was it was good, and I it, thank God they showed her controlling Evan Peters' character because I was going to go to I was going to die on the hill that he is playing the Fox Quicksilver. I was going to die on that hill while everyone else was saying, "Oh, he's Mephisto, he's Mephisto, he's Mephisto." I'm like, no, I will not, will not let that stand. <laughs> and so the fact that. I mean, he could still be—he could still be Mephisto. He could be whoever. I don't know. But the fact that we saw that she was controlling him makes me more inclined to think, okay, well, she might have like plucked him out of the universe, brought him in, and has been controlling him this entire time. So, hopefully, I it's, want that. It's so part bad. of an answer. It's more than yeah. a, we've gotten before with <laughs> honestly, with Pete, Uncle Petey. Yeah. And, and um, you know, we also see uh, Billy and Tommy, a.k.a. Uh, Speed and Wiccan, have disappeared completely. We don't know where they are. And um, if, if you follow the comics, um, I, I I don't really want to say anything if you haven't really followed them. But, I mean, I've, I've known of them prior, and I kind of knew their storyline. But um, if you follow the comics, you know who what they really are. So... I'll just kind of leave it at that, but um, it is kind of starting to echo the comics a little bit, at least with the disappearance of the twins. And um, I don't know, uh, Devin, l- l- I'll, I'll share my thoughts last, uh, my initial thoughts, but go, go ahead with your uh, your banter. 
I'm surprised because it, it had to have been so tough to, to pull off the Agatha reveal for them because they had to know that everyone was going to figure it out before the show even started mm-hmm. just because the name they gave her, like yeah. Agnes, Agatha. <laughs> like They had to know that people were going to figure that out. So for them to, to have this reveal and it be executed so well, it's where it's like that song is going to be stuck in everyone's head. <laughs> and just showing that she was a puppet master the whole time yeah. was just so entertaining. Yeah, I, and we, all, we also got to talk about um, Monica Rambeau. She's she's getting her powers. Yeah, photo, she's gone, gone by a lot of different names: Photon, Spectrum, uh, Captain Marvel. Even um, bless you, Manny. Sorry, I'm dog sitting. <laughs> he just like sneezed out of nowhere. Um, <laughs> that was a powerful one too. Are you okay? You good? Okay, you're good. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm really, uh, excited to see it. Like, I was wondering how she was going to get her powers. Cause like we've been theorizing, well, everyone's been theorizing. It's like, well, does she already have her powers? You know, cause they kind of mentioned, uh, Captain Marvel and she kind of goes on the defense there and it's like, well, it makes sense with the whole Captain Marvel thing because she, you know, of, uh, the Captain Marvel movie for meeting her when she was a girl. Um, so I, I thought that was pretty sweet, but like the way that, the, the final time, you know, she's pushing through uh, the hex and, you know, you hear um, her mother, you hear Monica's mother's voice, uh, you hear uh, Captain Marvel's voice as well. It, it was just a really nice, like, character moment. Like, it was only for Monica and just kind of just... I mean, her eyes light yeah. up and you're like oh yeah like, oh she's turning go. super saiyan <laughs> and then she uh, she nails the superhero landing later in the episode she does she does and you know it's like all right now she wants to test her powers up against wanda it's like what what all right like let, might, let's well, go. might as well aim for the top <laughs> aim for the stars land on the moon that's how like, it goes yeah i can take you now <laughs> i can definitely take you now <laughs> that's that's some confidence there yeah but um Man, yeah, there, there's just, there's so much to unravel in this episode. Uh, by the way, really quick, the theme song was fantastic. It was just the office through and through. Yeah, for sure, absolutely. Like, see, I, I loved episode six. Not even like I, I don't know. It was like either the Malcolm Malcolm in the Middle kind of vibe, and it just it fits so well. And I was like, that was just a huge cliffhanger. We finally get some type of answers here, um, especially with. Um, Actually, before we get into that, really quick, the aerospace engineer. Yeah, we got to um, talk about that. Because there's no way it's that disappointing. There's no way. It wasn't disappointing. Everyone's like, oh, it my God, it's disappointing. It's a nobody for now. Yeah. For, for it's now, got, yeah. It's got to be something. Like, they're, they're just, just, like, just like how last week they had Agatha pretend that she was being controlled. That's what this was. This is another red herring. That was, it's like, you know what, with Agatha, we should have seen this coming. We really should have seen this coming. Because it's like, you know, Devin and I were talking about, I think when the kids were aging up, you know, to kind of get away from their problems, they only aged up when Agatha was there. And it's like, well, where are they now? Are they full-grown adults? Are they, I really don't know. It's just. Man, oh man, there, there's just so much of this episode. But also, the who uh, is who is the real aerospace engineer? We need to know. I think it was just it can't some, be random actress number three. Because <laughs> so I think because everyone was talking about how uh, Monica Rambeau's um, uh, the actress who plays her. I'm blanking on her name right now. I do apologize, but um, Tiana, yeah, Tia, um, Tiana Paris. I think. I think yeah, Tiana Paris. Um, like I don't know where someone pulled this from, and I also don't know where someone pulled the information that the last three episodes were going to be an hour long when nobody reported on this whatsoever. Literally, it was just a picture, and it's like, oh, the last three episodes of WandaVision are going to be an hour long. Source Kevin Feige. I'm like, where? <laughs> where? Well, it's all coming from because he mentioned it's going to be six hours long, so people were just starting to do math. I feel like that was before they changed it from six to nine episodes, though. Because it because WandaVision was originally six episodes, and then they changed it to nine. Unless they decided to kind of... Unless they're cutting it different ways, I really don't know. But I don't know. It was just like... Like, I don't know. I, I, I didn't really like to assume because usually season finales of shows tend to be longer anyway. And it's like, well... This episode definitely more than any of the other ones, I think could have used some more time. 
This one ended. It. I felt. I thought we needed. I, yeah, I felt like we needed more for sure. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just saying, like this more than anything, just needed at least five more minutes. Yeah. Yeah, that is true, Jack. As you were saying that you liked this episode more than last week's, did you want to shed a little bit more light on that? Or, well, yeah, I mean, I think it, it's kind of what you guys were just saying. I felt like last week's needed like five more minutes because I was like, okay, so the barriers opening up, they're running away, and then it's just like cut to the please stand by screen. I'm like, that's, <laughs> that's a really great, is the like, greatest MCU villain there ever was. <laughs> It's up there now. It really is. But but I was like, well, like, give us like five more minutes. Like, let's just see how it ends off. Let's see Monica and, and Jimmy meet up with the aerospace engineer who turned out to be, like you said, a random actress number three. Um, <laughs> but but I but I do I, I do really agree with like the just like five more minutes, especially this episode as well. Like 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 she gets like taken over by Agatha's powers or whatever. And then it's like, yeah. please stand by screen again. Yep. I'm like, come on, man. There, there I love it, though. Scene, they're, 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 there they're was really... that mid-credit scene for this one, at least. Yes, a little, yes. A little something. Yeah. Yes, yeah. There, there was yeah. A, a mid-credit scene, and uh, you, you could have easily missed it. Easily missed it. Because usually when Please Stand By comes on, people just tune out because... because it's like the 20-minute tra- credits for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> the longest credits. Hey, man. You got to give... Hey, man. You got to give credit where the credit is due, for sure. Absolutely. But, yeah, I... I, I love it how they're just like, oh, like, you got to tune in next week to find out what... Ha- it's uh, that, That's what I love. Like, this is classic television, you know, when it comes to, like, you know, these... Even, like, as crazy and savvy as these soap, like, dramas are, soap operas are, it's like, they do have, you know, they, they reel people in week to week. And that's that's what you're supposed to do with these episodes. It's like, you're supposed to have these, like, not giant cliffhangers, but something something to, like, hey, like, I want to see more now. I want to see more now, but I can't. Got to wait till next week, so I'm definitely going to keep Disney Plus at least until this uh, series is over. It's 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 brilliant, but I'm really interested to see how it all fits together. I'm definitely gonna rewatch it once all nine episodes are out and just have have a blast and be like, oh yeah, like you know, just just picking up on the small things. It, it's it's gonna be fantastic. But yeah, uh, Wanda Vision, uh, Wanda uh, admitting that she maybe she might be the villain of you know this series and there's been rumors going around that um you know i guess we still haven't seen the big reveal yet because i guess pietro wasn't the big reveal even though i thought it was but i mean people are saying you know professor x um uh james mcavoy and mckellen michael fassbender i'm hoping it's michael fassbender i'm not gonna lie i will probably lose my marbles but what like who, who do you guys think this big like you know th- this big reveal is supposed to be do you think it is supposed to be mr fantastic it sounded john krasinski mr fantastic or magneto like okay. those are the two like huge appearances that i think it could be yeah yeah i i see, I see what you mean so yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's that's where, that's where I'm leaning to. I, mean, I, I feel like, I, yeah. <laughs> well, I, well, I feel like since now that Evan Peters is there, people are just like, oh, we can check out the most obnoxious Kobe's to like who's going to show up. Yeah. And um, I mean, I, I I think on the same page, you know, John Krasinski seems. I, I don't know about that one. That one seems for me at I least. Think, I think if it was him, it would have had to be this episode, the Office episode. Like, <laughs> honestly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Unless they they drag it, they they mix some of it into next week's episode as well. Because we don't we don't know what the the themes are from the last two episodes, or if there's a theme at all. Yeah, because. I, I was thinking we were done with the sitcoms. Like I thought, like that was supposed to be the Modern last. Family is pretty modern, so. There was one shot with uh, with Elizabeth Olsen, more modern-day clothes. I mean, yeah, I guess it was... I don't know if that was just cut for the trailer because, you know, they always use footage for the trailer that they never end up using for the actual um, for, for the actual series. But I'll, I'll have to find it. Maybe, maybe it is just... I mean, I, I feel like now that we know that Agatha is behind everything... 
at least for now, we still defeat, you know, there's still questions between like, you know, the hex and what they're doing with Vision's body because we find out that, you know, um, the, the guy's name, I'm blanking on his name. He, he is Hayward. after, yeah, he is after Vision. Yeah, we, we didn't mention at the very beginning, he mentions that they're launching something. Yeah. Like they're, they're about to attack, like right now. Yeah. What do they expect? Like launch a nuke in there? And like, <laughs> yeah. what, do they, what, what do they think they're going to do? I don't know. That, that whole subplot now, I mean, besides the fact that they're trying to use Vision as a weapon, I'm like, let's just like throw that out. Like we got Monica, we got all that. They just need to lose already. Like they're going to lose. I just want to see Jimmy Woo do some, uh, you know, some, some, some sweet more kick. Give me a Jimmy Woo spinoff. <laughs> Please. We, we need uh, we need the 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 Wanda versus Agatha versus Jimmy Woo close up magic like three way battle. Yeah. Like, I need Jimmy Woo's the real magician behind yeah. all of it. Well, actually, speaking of magicians, we we do see that you know Wanda is starting to lose control of just pretty much everything. Again, we still don't know if that is uh, Agatha's doing or if it is just Wanda, you know, kind of going all over the place because she like freaks out goes on the complete uh defense as soon as she sees monica rambeau and it's like i i was watching um uh film theories video about it it's it came out i think around uh maybe i think like a day or two ago but it's still pretty relevant <laughs> matt pat matt pat was saying that uh wandavision is like a playstation 4 <laughs> And he's trying, and she's trying to run Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Sounds about right. I was like, "Yep, yeah, yeah, just uh, an OG PS four trying trying to run CD Projekt Shreds' uh, latest um, endeavor." You can't really call it a failure because of the whole PC thing. But yeah, I was just like, "Wow, that's actually like scary accurate." And this came that that video came out before you know episode seven, and, and like thinking back and. He was, you know, I was watching it, trying to see, you know, if some of his uh, theories were correct. Some were, some weren't, but it was, it was, he was pretty spot on for a few things there, especially with the disappearance of uh, Billy and Tommy. So, but uh, I, I've been talking to you forever. Was there anything I was, anything you guys wanted to kind of touch on um, here before we uh, wrap up here for our, um, our, our episode this week? <laughs> uh, Jack? <laughs> anything else you wanted to kind of no i mean i think we kind of covered it a better episode than last week in my opinion yeah uh, i i am a fan of the the weekly episodic it's like an event you know it's yeah. something people look forward to um but i mean they just i feel like they need to handle their pacing a bit better uh because like i'm hoping the last two episodes are around an hour long i mean mm. because i think we are out of the sitcom land now i think uh, and i i truly hope that we are um, because I don't think, I think if they do two more half an hour episodes to end out that they, it's not going to oh, be there, there's, there's no way. Yeah. There's no way. There's no way. There's not enough time. So I'm really hoping that, you know, now that we are out of sitcom land, I'm hoping that like, it's like, okay, it's time, you know, to really get crazy with everything. Yeah. I, I think it is. And especially with that make credit scene where, you know, Monica's going up to Agatha's house and we still haven't seen Ralph, by the way. Where is he? <laughs> He's, I mean, unless we'll see, we'll see that fly on the drape. We'll no, see the bunny. No, who knows? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I see. I see what you're saying. Is he the fly on the drape? That's right. Um, yeah. So we see Monica, you know, snooping around her house, and then out of nowhere, we haven't seen Uncle Pietro this entire episode. And he's like, "What did he say?" Um, Snoopy's or Snooper's gonna snoop. Or something yeah, Snooper's like that. gonna snoop. I'm like, oh, oh there we go. I'm just, but, but is he is he working for Agatha or is he also snooping around? That's the question. I think he's being controlled by Agatha. He has like, to through, be. Like, through and through because like they showed it in like that the Agatha song or whatever that she was. Yeah, controlling. I'm just yeah. wondering if he was conjured up by Agatha or if he showed up on his own accord and then got under her control. Ooh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, that's that's actually a really good point. I, we got two more episodes left. Um, there's rumors that it doesn't have a happy ending that doesn't necessarily mean that it's bad it's just <laughs> by vision 
Yeah. So, yeah. Bye bye vision or for the third time. Or maybe maybe Wanda probably does become become uh, a villain at some point because she has been through so much trauma. And, um, we actually forgot to talk about really quick uh, Darcy and Vision. Their little um, <laughs> that was a cute little uh, cute little duo there. Yeah, it was Good chemistry. Yeah, pretty much Darcy giving uh, Vision the the recap over <laughs> the past like ten years. <laughs> Of everything that happened with him and whatnot. And he's like, and I died twice. And it's like, yeah, it's it's kind of like when Thanos in Endgame, you know, uh, future past Thanos was watching future Thanos, you know, all the events, trying to, you know, get caught up with what's going on. He's like, ooh, I said that? He's like, no way. It's like, yeah, that, that, that kind of thing. But, um, yeah, I pretty much think we covered it all um, for this week's episode. Uh, Jack, we actually like to uh, rate each episode out of a hundred. So um, I guess for episode se- seven of WandaVision, what would you rate it out of a hundred? Sheesh. Okay. I got to think about that. I probably, mm, well, the last 10 minutes plus the Monica stuff is pretty good. Um, it's just kind of the beginning that drag fan. I give it maybe an 80 out of a hundred. Okay. All right. Pretty good. All right. Fair enough. Devin. Now, over these past few weeks, we've been mentioning how the episodes have gotten better every week in our in our eyes. Yeah. But I think this might be the first dip for me. Okay. I wouldn't call it a dip. I would say it's more of a lateral for sure because I did enjoy – I did enjoy this episode. But, yeah, the last, like, 10 to 15 minutes were definitely I, – I feel like, you know, everyone was, like, trying to get to the end, trying to get to the end. But part, it's like, part, of the issue, part of the thing is the issue of everyone just kind of theorizing the whole week and yeah. our expectations getting too high for what we actually got. That, we that too. expecting John Krasinski to show up. I was not expecting John to show up. I didn't know who it was going to be, and I was like, I was going to check, check Twitter for like a hot second right before I started watching. I'm like, no, I can't even do that. I can't. Just imagine the, the, the meta memes they could create. John Krasinski... <laughs> And and Jimmy Woo on the same screen, so there's two Jim. two gyms. I mean, <laughs> two gyms. You got Jim, an Asian gym. <laughs> my God, that was probably one of the best cold openings to like any TV show I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> but yeah, um, so what what would you give this uh, score, Devin, out of 100? I'll give it an 85. Okay, solid. Okay, um, I'm, mm-hmm. I think I'll go right there with you. Um, I'll, I'll give it I'll give it an 86 just because. Um, I, I think everyone's just a little bit impatient. They want to see what happens. And I think that is part of the whole binging versus weekly debate. People kind of just want to get to the end so they can move on to whatever else they want to watch. But just letting you guys know, you know, you get an episode of WandaVision each week and you can work on your backlog, you know, watch other shows or movies that you haven't been able to watch for a while. Go watch Judah and the Black Messiah. Go watch... Um, I don't know, just, I mean, even with Marvel, go watch Jessica Jones or Punisher. They got, they're officially part of the MCU family now. We're back at Marvel as of today. So that there's always that, or, you know, just, it's it's always good to space out. Like, you know, I feel like it's just rushing. Like, oh, I got to get through it. Got to get through it. So I can get on to the next thing. Let, let's, let's take it down. Let's take it slow. Cause I know a lot of you guys out there, again, you, you were more than willing to wait each week for Game of Thrones. Granted, the episodes were a little bit longer, but still, it's still a week to week thing. And uh, yeah, let's just all let's let's just all not get our panties in a bunch out there. For all you listeners, we love you guys. Um, we're we're here because of you guys too, as well. So, um, with that being said, we're going to close out here in a minute. Just really quick, uh, Jack, I wanted to uh, give you the opportunity. Uh, let everyone know where they can find you uh, again, and while well, what is coming up on your channel and. Uh, what what uh, projects you're working on? Yeah, thank you. Uh, like, like I said at the beginning, I run the uh, the YouTube channel Fanatic Films. I've got a lot of movie reviews coming up. Uh, the next two days, tomorrow I've got a Nomadland review coming up, and then uh, the day after that, I'm covering the movie I Care a Lot with uh, Rosamund Pike. Yeah, I got to see I that think this looks Pretty good. Yeah, it looks pretty good. And then. Um, getting ready to do South by Southwest. I'm covering that in March as well as doing coverage of all the award season stuff. Um, and then once Falcon Aware soldier starts up, I'm doing weekly recaps of that as well. Yeah. And yeah, a lot of uh, exciting stuff coming to my channel and 
I have a, a blog website that I do written reviews. You guys can check all that out. Um, and yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much it. Again, you know, I, I had a blast. Thanks for having me on, guys. Oh, dude, it was, it was our pleasure. Like, seriously, good times. yeah, yeah, good times. Like, seriously, thank you for coming on as well, Jack. You know, I, I know you're a busy man. You know, theorizing about Wandavision and whatnot. So it's 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 really nice to have people on. Absolutely. Um, so uh, as far as for um for us moving forward, uh, I believe uh, Devin and I and possibly Jacob might be joining us for our cherry review uh, this coming up like Monday or Tuesday. I think the embargo is like on the 25th. Uh, I watched it last week, so I'm clear and good so I can start watching other things. Um, I did watch Nomadland, by the way. I watched uh, it was a few few months ago. For um for my association's um uh, uh, uh film critics association that I'm a part of so it I I liked it a lot um it wasn't necessarily my favorite but I did appreciate like the cinematography for sure um but you know it 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 is definitely um Oscar worthy for sure so yeah uh, besides uh, Cherry our Cherry review that's coming up. There's a lot. There's a lot of stuff in, coming out in March. You know, we're going to be covering Solar Opposites, uh, Godzilla versus Kong, uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League, of course, Falcon the Winter Soldier, uh, Invincible. Um, it's there's Ray and the Last Dragon. Jesus, there's there's just so much stuff coming out in March. It is. I think we might we might have to pick and choose, but there's definitely going to be ones that we have to review. But uh, with that said, let's just close out here. And that's a wrap for today, everyone. Thank you all for listening. And make sure to check out the other shows over on musiccitydriving.com and subscribe to our show so you never miss an episode. That was Devin, Jack, and my name is Christian. And we'll see you guys in the next one. Peace.